The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community. Your host is Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. This hour is designed to inspire, inform, and to help you live better with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo. Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, an internet radio show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. I am your guest host today. I'm Linda House, the president of the Cancer Support Community, and I am filling in today for our chief executive officer, Kim Tebaldo. The Wellness Community and Gilda's Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the United States and around the world. Our services are offered at over 170 locations worldwide, online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org and by a telephone helpline, which is so relevant to the conversation we're going to have today. And that number is 888-793-9355. And we'll be repeating that number several times during the show um, today. A cancer diagnosis, whether it's your own or a loved one's, always brings questions, questions, and even more questions. From trying to find out more about your diagnosis, about your treatment options, getting information about the cost of care, where you can find support, questions and concerns throughout the entire journey that can feel endless. You know, we sometimes say that you're all of a sudden in a world where no one speaks the same language and the terms are different and, you know, you layer that over your activities of daily living. And, you know, what if there was one place that you could go where you could get answers to your questions and support throughout your cancer experience. Whether you're living with cancer or caring for someone with cancer or a long-time survivor, the Cancer Support Helpline is the place where you can go for that type of support. So again, that number is 1-888-793-9355. And today we're going to take a deep dive into the helpline and learn some of the uh, the, the secrets behind the success of the helpline and um, ways in which uh, you can leverage access to that. So joining us today is Carol Michelson, who is one of our Cancer Support Helpline counselors. In addition to working as a call center counselor since the opening of the helpline, Carol is also a licensed psychotherapist who works with people living with cancer and also their families in a private practice. We'll hear more from Carol about that as well. She is trained in EMDR, which is a therapeutic technique for addressing trauma-based stress and anxiety, and it's extremely beneficial in addressing medical trauma associated with a cancer diagnosis, treatment, and post-treatment. Carol is also experienced in a variety of mindfulness-based practices, and prior to becoming a psychotherapist, Carol obtained her MBA and worked as a marketing consultant in the healthcare and medical education fields. So thank you for joining us, Carol. We're happy to have you with us. Oh, thank you. You've accomplished a lot, and I'm eager to to hear more about that. (laughs) 
You will. <laughs> so let's uh, start today's show. Can you just give us an overview of the Cancer Support Helpline, what it is, how it works, what are the goals? Absolutely. Um, first, thanks so much for having me on. I love talking about the helpline. So the Cancer Support Helpline is really a vital lifeline for people who've been touched by cancer. No matter where you live, you know, we're just a toll-free phone call, an email, or even a live chat away. And what we do is we provide information and emotional support to people with all types and all stages of cancer, but also to their family members and even friends, and it's all free of charge. And, you know, we're just here to listen and help solve problems as best we can um, related to living with cancer and the treatment of cancer. And our ultimate goal is that no one should have to face cancer alone, and we're here to help. And tell us a little bit about you. You've accomplished quite a bit in your career. So take a start to finish. What's your connection to cancer and and how did you become a a helpline counselor? Sure. Well, my first real personal experience with cancer was uh, about 18 years ago when my eldest brother was diagnosed. Um, And like many people, it came as quite a surprise. You know, he was young and and vital, a young father. And I was living near him at the time, so I was very involved in supporting the family while he was going through his treatment. And what was interesting to me was obviously it had a very personal impact, but I found it had a professional impact. I had been working in the field of healthcare as a consultant. And what became clear to me was that I wanted to be helping people more directly, more one-on-one. And ultimately what happened is after I, um, after he completed his treatment, I quit my job. And I started working for the American Cancer Society. And in working for the American Cancer Society, I decided um, that I wanted to become a therapist and help people more directly. That's great. And so you were you were the you were an MBA um, yeah. and working in the private sector, and decided to come over to the nonprofit sector. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great story. And what was it about the helpline and cancer support community that drew you um, over to us? Well, I've been familiar with the cancer support community for a long time. There's an affiliate near to where I live. And for a while, I've been looking at ways to get involved with the organization. And what was appealing to me about the helpline was it allows us to help so many people and so many more people than I could possibly help through my private practice or through the volunteer work that I do um, with a local cancer support organization. So just the breadth of the helpline was really appealing to me. And my role at the helpline, you know, I'm one of the call center counselors, and we're a team of licensed mental health professionals, social workers, and psychotherapists. And we've been working on the helpline since it started a few years ago. And 
so so the the team of counselors on the helpline you're a pretty a pretty close knit team of of individuals i would guess Yes, we work incredibly well together. We've just developed um, great communication styles, really supportive. It's actually, in all of my work, either in the corporate sector or in the mental health sector, it is one of the best group of people I've ever worked with, and it's one of the most supportive, um, caring group of people you could imagine. And so, so walk us through a, a bit about, you know, give us a sense about what a day would look like for one of our helpline counselors or the team of helpline counselors. Sure. You know, really what it comes down to is we just spend the day having pretty amazing conversations with people. And they're generally people who are working really hard to manage their life um, while dealing with cancer at the same time. And The helpline is run through a very sophisticated telephone management system, and it helps us to manage hundreds of calls a day. And part of of what we do is we have a database of thousands of resources locally, regionally, nationally, and various programs and services. So we'll get a call from someone, and they'll be looking for resources in their community, and we search our database. Um, We check in with each other um, because sometimes one of our colleagues might have an area of expertise, and if we can't find the resources that they're looking for while they're on the phone with us, we'll take their information. We'll continue to do research in between our other calls and get back to them later with, you know, the best sources of information that we can provide. And then some other callers simply want to talk. You know, they're having a hard time and they just need a kind ear, someone to listen and and help them sort through some of the emotional aspects of what they're dealing with. Um, We get lots of calls from family members, friends, I got a call recently from a woman who she was just concerned about her neighbor, whom she didn't even know very well, but she wanted to know how she could help. And we also get calls from healthcare professionals, uh, social workers, patient navigators, physicians, nurses, um, everyone calling to help get resources for their patients. And then sometimes the people that really need emotional support and may not have a lot of resources in their community, we'll check in with them regularly, weekly or a couple times a month, and just see how they're doing and really do become their lifeline of support. And so, so in a, and it's hard to say in a given day, but, you know, over a given period of time, how, how, either how many different people do you interact with or how many times do you talk with a, a particular person? Um, I'd like to, I'd like our audience to get a sense of, you know, you can call many times and mm-hmm. it, it, it's not a one and done kind of conversation. So just talk about that volume, uh, if, if you will. Yeah, you know, the volume, it, it varies. Um, we, there are days where the, the phone is just ringing nonstop. You know, we also do live chats through the internet. 
So people who don't want to pick up the phone or, or aren't able to pick up the phone, they can contest, contact us through live chat. They can also email us if that's um, they're more comfortable with that. And they can call once if they just have a quick question, or some people will call pretty regularly. Um, we have someone right now who is at the end of his life, and he doesn't have a lot of support, and he calls us to check in. And um, I think he's spoken to most, if not all of us, at various times. And again, you know, I've used this word before, we really are a lifeline for him. Just um, he's calling in as frequently as he needs to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, so there be- really is no set set guidelines. I mean, for, for people that are wanting counseling, um, you know, we try to try to do it short term. Our goal really is to help people find resources in their community. Um, we find that that's the most beneficial for people. But if we're unable to do that, you know, we will provide the the support for them as best we can. Okay, great. We have about one minute until break. So let's just do a quick rapid fire fact, uh, a a fact based um, exercise for our our listeners. Who can who can call the helpline? Anyone. Anyone touched by cancer, Um, whether you're a patient loved one, healthcare professional, re- literally anyone, which is true to, to our mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard you say that you could do one-on-one counseling. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to talk about open options later, um, mm-hmm. I know. Is there a cost for people? No, all of our services are free of charge. Great. And we're going to talk about chat um, in, in, in a little while. And yeah. No limit to the number of calls? No, not really. You know, again, our goal is if we can to help find local resources. But if, if we're unable to do that, you know, people can call in as they need to. We're not going to say no to someone. Great. Thank you. So if, if, uh, if, if anyone has any doubt, pick up the phone and call. Yeah, absolutely. And we are going to go to a quick commercial break. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's show is sponsored by Lilly Oncology and Onyx Pharmaceuticals and Amgen Subsidiary. We'll be right back after this commercial break when we'll hear more from Carol about the helpline. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community a global network of education and hope. 
Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the healthcare process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices. I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Today we're taking a look into the Cancer Support Helpline to learn more about the services provided and the work that the helpline counselors do for so many of our uh, of our patients and our um, members. So today we are joined by Carol Michelson, who is one of our helpline counselors. And Carol is also a licensed psychotherapist and has a private practice. And we heard through the the first segment, Carol, that you have a longstanding history with the Cancer Support Helpline. You've been with the helpline since it's opened, and um, we're eager to hear some additional examples of ways in which you've been able to work with patients that, who have called in or their families who have called in. So could we, um, for this particular segment there, let's talk about the nuts and bolts of the helpline. And could you just speak to how the helpline is different from other helplines that, that may be out there or other hotlines that, that might be out there? Absolutely. Um, I think the, the first thing that is unique about our helpline is it's staffed solely by licensed mental health professionals, oncology social workers, and ma- marriage and family therapists. And not only are we all licensed professionals, but we all have various expertise in navigating the cancer experience. So whether it's finding resources, um, problem solving a difficult situation, or short-term supportive counseling. And what's rare is, you know, most people aren't able to access this level of, of professional support free of charge. And we'll work closely with our callers on not just the emotional support, but social support and really the practical aspects of living with cancer. You know, our approach, which also is unique, is we're all about empowerment. So our goal is to help callers gain knowledge and information, learn skills that they can use throughout their cancer experience. And we find that, you know, we care for the emotional health and well-being of the patient and the family, and we feel that that is as critical as their medical treatment. And we want people to learn how to advocate for themselves. 
um, and their loved ones with their healthcare team. So really, you know, we want people to hang up the phone with a sense that this was the best call they ever made to a cancer organization. We want them to feel confident um, that they're able to face the challenges that cancer can bring. And we take our time on the phone. Um, we're not in a rush. So we give them as much time as we're able and as much time as they need to get the information and support that they need. And um, maybe we should give the number. We gave the number in the last segment. So I'll have you give the number just real quick for those who may have just joined us. So um, listeners can call our toll-free number, which is 1-888-793-9355. And we're available Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But for people who don't want to call, they can also contact us through their computer. We have a live chat, and they can access that by accessing our website, which is www.cancersupportcommunity.org. Or they also can email us. We get lots of emails as well. And all they have to do is email help at cancersupportcommunity.org. And if we're busy, we get a lot of calls and a lot of chats, you know, just leave your name and number and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. You know, usually it's within an hour or so, but the most it would ever be would be two two business days. Great. And so that, that leads me to the question of if someone calls over the weekend, what, how, how, does, how, do, how do they get assistance then? Um, what they need to do is leave a voicemail. And okay. we'll call them on Monday. Great, great. And so, when when a when a when a caller would call the helpline, what do they expect? They is there a certain process that you go through an intake? They can just start talking about their concern. How does how does that work? Um, well, what they can expect is really just having the phone answered by someone who's welcoming and warm and will listen, will probably ask some questions um, to help them find the information and support that they need. Often callers don't really know what they need, um, and they'll even say that. I don't know why I'm calling. Someone told me to call. Um, So we don't have a formal intake process, but we'll just start talking to them. You know, tell me about your experience. Tell me what's going on, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, we'll help explore with them what their needs are. And like I said before, sometimes it's just support. You know, sometimes they just need someone to talk to. And family members and loved ones need just as much support as the person with cancer. So we do lots of calls with spouses and children and, you know, all, all family members. And we also get a lot of calls from healthcare professionals who will call. Usually they have a, a very specific question um, and a need for their patient that they're looking for resources, whether it's lodging or transportation. So really, no matter what type of cancer you have, um, no matter where you are in the cancer journey, 
and no matter where you live, we'll, we'll do our best to help you. And also, um, this is an important, important point is we have a caller or a counselor on the helpline who is fluent in Spanish. So we're able to support all Spanish speaking callers as well. So let me ask you to just provide some examples of the questions that you get. So let's start with people who are living with cancer. So if they're newly diagnosed or someone, you know, the person has cancer, what are some of the questions that you hear from those individuals? Often those are the individuals who often call saying, I got your name from my doctor or someone in the medical team. Um, or I saw your number in a booklet, and I was just diagnosed, and I don't know. I don't know what I need. I don't know what I'm calling. You know, I'm just calling to find out what you do and who you are and how you might be able to help me. So with those people who are newly diagnosed, we have so many things that we can do to support them. Um, one of the first things we, we do is we find out where they live. Because if they live near one of the cancer support community affiliates, we will encourage them to call. And another thing we'll do is um, we can order directly our booklets, um, the Frankly Speaking About Cancer booklets. So we'll try to give them as much reliable information about their type of cancer that we can And we're also the only cancer helpline that has a web-based distress screening program. So what the distress screening is, it's a brief online survey. I I did it um, a while ago. I think it takes about 15, 20 minutes. And it helps people kind of prioritize what their needs are when they're first diagnosed. So we will send the survey to them, they'll complete it, and then we'll follow up with them by telephone and help them develop a personal support care plan. And this is research-based. It shows that it helps newly diagnosed patients reduce their stress, distress, um, and it quickly gets them the information and the resources that they need. So that's one of, one of the most beneficial things we can do for them. And then really, you know, also a lot of um, new callers are just really overwhelmed and they just need to talk and they just need to know that there's help out there for them when they need it. But we also have another research-based program, which is called Open to Options. And that is designed specifically for people who are facing cancer treatment decisions. And usually it takes about an hour to complete by telephone. And what it is, is we walk people through a process where we help them organize a personal list of questions for their physician and their medical team. And we will actually write up the questions for them and email them, email them to them so they can take this list of questions to their next appointment. And through Open to Options, what we're doing is we really help the caller explore what their goals are in their treatment and what their life goals are. 
and we weave together these questions so that their doctor is much better able to understand who this person is as an individual, what they need to get out of their treatment, what their priorities are, what their life looks like. And again, what we found with this program is it reduces anxiety and it helps callers feel much more in control of their treatment process, often at very scary times when they have to make a decision about what their course of treatment is going to look like. And then we also, like I've said before, we get lots of calls from healthcare professionals, um, you know, looking for resources for their patients. And we offer healthcare professionals, you know, all the same resources that we would offer any caller, um, you know, a patient or a family member. So that's just a, a quick highlight of, of some of what we would do for, you know, people who are actively in treatment or newly diagnosed. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that overview. And we have got to take a quick commercial break, but I'm going to come back and, and I'm going to I'm going to ask you to share with us some um, additional examples of the calls that you get because I know they're they're very helpful to people and and some of the stories are really really meaningful. So we will go to a quick commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by Amgen Oncology and Bristol Myers Squibb. We will be right back with more with Carol and the helpline when we return. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. People living with breast cancer often find it difficult to ask for help, and many of the people in their lives want to help, but don't know how. During National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Cancer Support Community is proud to support Meal Trains sponsored by Magnolia, which utilizes Mealtrain.com, a free shared online calendar to streamline the process of giving and receiving meals for families coping with breast cancer. Help us reach our goal of 1,000 new breast cancer-specific meal trains this October. To learn more, visit Mealtrain.com MMT and enter the code MAGNOLIAB or visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle coworkers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. 
The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I'm Linda House, your guest host today, filling in for Kim Tivaldo, the Chief Executive Officer of the Cancer Support Community. I am joined today by Carol Michelson, who is one of our esteemed Cancer Support Helpline counselors. We're so lucky to have Carol with us today. And Carol is taking us through an inside look at the helpline to understand how it works, the services provided, and who could reach out and become a part of the, of the helpline group. Um, I, Carol, I want to focus, before we went to break, you were talking about open to options. And as a quick recap, as I understand open to options, it is a treatment decision counseling program. It's available to anyone who is facing a treatment decision, whether it's newly diagnosed or you're switching therapies or um, you know deciding to t- come off of a therapy anyone can call into uh, open options and it really does um, it really does highlight what both the wellness community and Gilda's club were founded on which is patient empowerment and patient active being an equal participant in your cancer experience and so I would love for you to pick up on your thoughts before we went to commercial break and just speak more about open to options and maybe give an example or two of patients who have used the helpline to go through open to options. Sure, I'm happy to. Um, you know, what we find in speaking with a lot of our callers is this challenge they often face in the need to advocate for themselves. A lot of patients find it frightening or scary or impolite to question their physicians. Um, And part of, of what we do is just encourage them to ask questions, to get as much information as they need to empower themselves in their process. And one of the ways that we do that is through open to options. And, you know, like I said before, what we're doing is we kind of walk these callers through a series of questions, probing questions that help them really explore their priorities and gain some clarity about, you know, what do they need from their physician, whether it's more information or exploration of other treatment options. Um, And it's generally all of the open to options that I've done and my colleagues have done 
it tends to be a very powerful experience for the caller where they get much more out of it than just a list of questions for their doctor. And I'll give you an example. I spoke recently to a woman who has breast cancer, and she was at a point where she had a treatment decision to make. And her whole experience, um, not unusual for a lot of cancer patients, but very stressful. She had to travel out of state to get her treatment. And she was far away from home. Her husband tried to stay with her as much of the time as possible, but was having to travel back and forth. And the whole experience was just very overwhelming. You know, she felt very lost being in an unknown city with not a lot of, you know, her her immediate support in the area. And she was feeling kind of overwhelmed and stuck and not knowing how to proceed with her treatment and called in. She'd heard about Open to Options and she called in and what was really fascinating as we went through this experience of putting together the list of questions was she realized that part of her challenge, her unique challenge, was that she and her husband had very different ideas of what treatment course she should take and that her biggest issue was not so much just making the decision about, you know, chemotherapy or no chemotherapy, but that she and her husband had very different ideas about what she should do and that she really needed to do some work with her husband and have some really difficult conversations with him because they weren't in agreement and she realized how much distress that was causing her. Um, so after we completed the open to options, the list of questions, and I'd emailed it to her, we were able to spend some time just talking about, you know, her relationship with her husband and, and what she needed to communicate with him. So I was able to support her in that respect as well. So it, like I said, it really can be a very powerful, the open to options can be a really powerful experience for people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have heard a story from someone who has gone through open to options where they, and you may know this person, they used the techniques that they learned and the way in which you taught them to think about their decision um, as they were shopping college opportunities for their child. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so it really is a lifelong learning that takes place uh, in that 40-minute session. Yeah, because it's, you know, we're not prompting, we're not telling people what questions to ask. You know, we're not medically trained, so that's not an area of expertise that we can get into. So it's really helping people explore kind of what are their priorities in life, You know, what are their priorities now? What do they want their life to look like post-treatment? So it is a very profound kind of exploration. So, yeah, I could see how people could take that process and, and utilize it in other areas of life. Absolutely. You know, and before we leave open to options, I do think it is worth um, taking just a moment and talking about 
clinical trials and the work that you do either through the Open to Options program or alongside the Open to Options program to help people understand cancer clinical trials? Um, you know, really what we do in terms of clinical trials, people will often call and they want to know, you know, if there is a clinical trial available or their physician will recommend a clinical trial, and sometimes that is one of their treatment options when they're completing an open-to-options um, process. You know, generally with clinical trials, we often refer people to other organizations um, to learn more about them. Um, The National Cancer Institute is a great resource for clinical trial information. Um, So that's one of the resources that we offer to people um, when they call wanting more information about clinical trials that that are ongoing. Great. Thank you for that. Um, Just a quick question. When you talk about, you know, this example in particular and, you know, the challenges that that someone might face with their spouse or the communication challenges, you know, speak to why it is helpful sometimes for uh, not just patients but the caller, let's just say the caller, to talk with a helpline counselor versus somebody who might be closer to them, maybe a family member. Sure. I think there's just a great deal of value in speaking with a professional, um, someone who's objective, who has, you know, particular skills and training to support people who are under stress and who is able to support people who, you know, are experiencing very strong feelings. You know, often callers are reluctant to speak to their loved ones. They don't want to burden them. They don't want to upset them. Um, So calling a helpline counselor, someone who understands cancer and can really relate to the experience they're going through, but, um, you know, has more objectivity. And, you know, what we find is we can just provide them a great deal of relief but also we can offer skills and and practical things they can do to either better enhance their communication with family members or um, to express themselves if they feel like they're having difficulty doing that. Um, and then also, you know, practical skills to help them reduce anxiety. Well, and I also will tell people when I talk to them about um, calling the helpline, I'll say, you know, I'll just reinforce to them that it is a confidential service that if you want to speak with somebody who is completely neutral to your situation but could, who could really help you think through some of the issues that you're having, it's a perfect place to go. Absolutely. I think the confidentiality is a, is a good point to remind people. Um, you know, we treat our calls as if we were seeing, you know, a therapy client privately. Everything is absolutely confidential. And, um, you know, there's something about the anonymity sometimes of calling into the helpline that's very helpful for people. You know, they feel a little bit more comfortable opening up because it's a conversation over the phone. It's not face-to-face. So people are really able to communicate, you know, what their fears are, what their concerns are. And so why would somebody be reluctant to call? Um, 
I think often, you know, their callers will express just feeling overwhelmed. Um, I, I've spoken to people who feel like they, they believe they don't need support. They feel like they have support. Um, and sometimes they're just not aware that there are needs they have that aren't being met. So until they call us, you know, they, they think they're handling things okay when maybe they're actually not or things could be even more improved for them. They could find even greater relief. Um, you know, often people are just a little, you know, some of the people who live chat us will say that they're sending a live chat because they're afraid if they pick up the phone to call, they might cry. So getting emotional sometimes um, is of concern to people, you know, but we, we are used to that. We tell them to take their time and take a deep breath and we're in no rush. It's okay. And so I, I want to dive just a little bit deeper quickly. We've got about a minute, but um, for the live chat function, for people who may not be familiar with the live, the words live chat you mentioned that you can get to live chat through our website, www.cancersupportcommunity.org, in the Get Support uh, section of the, the website. But mm-hmm. So literally for live chat, I could sit at my computer and I could talk to you through a, a content box that, that yeah. would pop up on my screen. So yeah. no one needs to know I'm talking to you. Um, I could do it if I'm in a quiet environment like the chemo suite, for example, Mm-hmm. People sometimes do it from work. You know, they're at work. They're not able to call us, you know, during the hours that we're open. So they'll sit at their desk and they'll, you know, ask a quick question or get some information. Um, sometimes people will live chat and get into you know, some serious support or concerns and we'll encourage them to call. And they'll just pick up the phone and, and call right away or call at a later time when, when they're able to. Um, but, yeah, the live chat is really accessible, really easy. I've had callers who or chatters who didn't have access to the Internet. So they would go to the library and live chat and contact mm-hmm. us through the library computers that are free of charge. So it's a very quick, that. easy way to reach us. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for uh, going through that uh, a little bit deeper uh, for our listeners. We are going to run to the next commercial break. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer, and today's show is sponsored in part by Takeda Oncology. And please join us after this commercial for our final segment. I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. 
how to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Cancer, it's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I'm Linda House, your guest host today. I'm standing in for Kim Tebaldo, the CEO of the Cancer Support Community, who is off and will be with you next week. We are wrapping up our show today about the Cancer Support Helpline, and we are so lucky to have with us one of our helpline counselors, Carol Michelson, who is just an amazing mental health professional and a wonderful representative of our helpline. Carol, I can't tell you how... how just strongly your passion for this work is coming through on um, this particular show and in our conversation. So thank you for, for being here and for all that you're, that you're doing. Um, Before we get started on this last segment, I just want to remind our listeners that the number for the helpline is 888-793-9355. And as you've heard, you'll be connected to a licensed mental health professional who could provide you with emotional support, education, and information about community resources as you are facing your cancer journey, whether you are a person living with cancer or if you are a caregiver or support person or mental health professional, or I mean, I'm sorry, healthcare professional uh, as well. So Carol, one of our favorite stories is the work that the helpline counselors did to help a gentleman deal with a squirrel issue that he had with his house. Um, And it's just such a touching story and really highlights how you all go above and beyond every day to help people in, in interesting ways. So could you just share with us that particular story? (laughs) Yes. Um, The story that we, we refer to as squirrel gate um, this is a gentleman who I'll have to see if I can remember all the details. But this was a, a while ago. He lived in a pretty rural part of the country, elderly gentleman, going through some pretty intensive chemotherapy regimen and had some challenges just, you know, getting around um, and not a lot of support locally. 
but was somehow managing. Um, and I think he is someone who ultimately spoke to each of the helpline counselors at, at one point or another. But one of his primary concerns was there was a squirrel in the attic of his house. And given his age, his health condition, he, you know, he didn't know what to do and he wasn't able to, to do anything and he didn't have the financial resources to just pay someone to come and exterminate. Um, but the squirrel in the attic was driving him crazy. I mean, he was anxious about it. You know, it was making noise. He was worried about what was happening to his home. And it took, you know, all of the helpline counselors, a series of brainstorming sessions, phone calls to, you know, local offices of aging, senior services, um, exterminators, various people within the community. Just we did our best to find him affordable resources so he could get rid of this darn squirrel. Um, and ultimately, it got resolved. I, I don't remember exactly what the final solution was, but um, one of the resources we had contacted was able to help him out and, and do it in a way that he could afford to pay for their services. So it was a, it was a team effort on the helpline, for sure. And certainly a big relief for him. A big relief. And he was a lovely guy and so appreciative and just, you know, a perfect example of, you know, I've used this word a number of times today, lifeline. He didn't have resources in his community. He didn't have family. He lived alone. Um, he didn't even know who to call. So, you know, we we became that that vital connection for him to, you know, provide some relief and peace of mind so he could go about, you know, dealing with his treatment and getting getting well. And so to to that end, you mentioned, I think in segment 1 that one of the one of the best services that you offer on the helpline is this access to an amazing database of community resources. So give us a sense of how many resources we have on that list and what is the range of services that you can gain access to through that database. Well, the database that exists is it has thousands and thousands of resources all around the country, um, local, state, and national. And that database expands daily. You know, every time we find a new resource, it gets added to it. Um, the types of resources in there, I mean, it really covers this, the spectrum of everything we do. Um, transportation resources, support group resources, financial support resources, other counseling resources around the country, housekeeping. Um, you know, we also have partnerships with a couple of organizations, Joe's House, which provides lodging resources, temporary lodging for people in treatment, but also we're partnered with the American Psycho-Oncology Society. So we have access 
to their oncology mental health professionals around the country. If people are, are calling wanting a counseling resource, we can provide them with that. And if someone calls with a need for a resource that's not in our database, we'll research and we'll, we'll get on the internet, we'll talk to people, we'll talk to other people at the cancer support community, and we'll do what we can to find them the resource that they're looking for. Well, and a couple that I know of as well, um, the cancer insurance checklist, people have access to that through the helpline. I know as people are looking at uh, shopping on the marketplaces during this period when there is open enrollment, you guys have been very helpful to uh, to, to patients to, to get questions answered around that um, as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think the, the take-home is that if you, if you need help, large or small, pick up the phone and give the helpline a call. Yeah. That's it. Just pick up the phone. We're here. We're happy to help. We'll do what we can. Great. Thank you. And we have to close our show today. This has been really a helpful show. Carol, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to get to know you, and I appreciate you sharing some of the uh, the inside stories of the, uh, the helpline and, and all the great work that the helpline staff is doing. So just to remind our listeners, Carol, what is the telephone number and when are you open? The telephone number, the toll-free number is 1-888-793-9355. And the helpline is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Great. Thank you. And don't forget about that live chat feature, www.cancersupportcommunity.org. Carol, thank you for being here. Thank you. Do you have an idea for an episode of Frankly Speaking About Cancer? We invite all of our listeners to share with us any topics you would like to hear more about in an upcoming show. Please send your ideas to us at news at cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community provides a multitude of in-person, online, and over-the-phone, as you've heard today, support. If you or someone you know is faced with a cancer diagnosis, you do not have to do it alone. For more information about our programs, again, please visit us at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. There you can find a location near you. You can get information to live chat like we spoke about today. And our toll-free helpline number is also listed there, 1-888-793-9355. Until next time, be well, do well live well. Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 